Hello everyone, welcome to the Brilliant Thoughts Podcast. On today's episode we'll have uh, Eddie and uh, we're going to have Ivan, but life happened and, and he had to, uh, he had dad duties, so he was able to join us today. Um, but we have Eddie on today, and so we started this on, on Zoom, and it was one of these... Uh, I, the conversation just flowed from the get-go and it was we hit on a bunch of stuff and I'm an idiot so I want to apologize off the from the beginning I I didn't push record and I didn't push record until until maybe like 30 minutes in so we we talked about a uh, bunch of stuff uh sports and and coaching and uh, the coaching stuff in the NFL. We got into the NFL, um, into the NFL uh, playoffs, and Eddie's going to be somebody that's going to be coming on a lot more. Um, and so he that it was great. And so we'll have him on next week, and he'll be making appearances on, on the NBA stuff as well because he he's he's uh, he's that passionate and and knowledgeable and and. Uh, it was just really good to, to feed off of somebody like that. So um, he's going to be on next week as well. And and so next week, it's a jam-packed um, sports uh, podcast with uh, – I'm, uh, I'm doing a family pod with with my cousins Isaac and, and Jose, and we're doing the – the, the NFL stuff, the the conference championship, and then we're getting uh, the other side of, of, of the pot as well uh, on, on the NFL stuff from from Eddie, and hopefully Ivan's able to join us for that one, and, and also the Super Bowl preview. So it's just a bunch of stuff going on, and Eddie and I, uh, the other Eddie, our Eddie, <laughs> our co-host uh, of, of, the, of the Brood Thoughts podcast, he was on uh, him and I did a pod about the James Harden, and so we we and we gave our thoughts. We broke down the trade, the whole thing. So so we start the pod um, with Eddie giving me a stat about usage rate in the last uh, twenty years and how now the top, not in the top twenty three of the dudes in the top twenty or something like that um, are now on the same team. So that's what you're gonna hear uh, straight off the the bat. So here's Eddie. And players with a usage rate of 29 or more. 10 players. Three mm. of them are on the same team this year. Yeah, and this is the last 20 years. And out of these 10, three of them are, are now on the same team. So uh, something's going to give, dude. Something's yeah. going to give. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be Durant. Just because his, I think he's the one that takes the back seat. When I think he should be the one leading up, leading both. But just the way he's wired, the way he he let Westbrook do it. Um, even the, the first week of the season, I think him and Kyrie had they were both at thirty six in in the, in terms of uh, um, in controlling the ball in usage rate. Usage. They were both at 36. And Durant should be by himself in that in the Nets. And just the way he's wired, the way he handled OKC, I think he, he's gonna be the one that that takes the, 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 the back seat, which would be very unfortunate. Exactly, because to that point, I think he's the best one out of the three. Even even after yes. coming off the Achilles, 
he's clearly the best one out of those three. Yeah. Um, which sucks to say because now, now that you say that, I picture him being in the Chris Bosch role, you know, and I feel if that's what's going to happen for him, I feel bad uh, because that means he's going to have 12, 12 to 16 points a night, nine to 10 rebounds and like four assists. And KD is like a 35 point guy, not every night. Yeah. You know, and because um, you got two dribble machines. Like dribble, 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 and 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 Harden and and Kyrie, and guys that don't don't Harden hates playing off ball. He does. He just mm-hmm. doesn't do it at all. And Kyrie, who does it kind of, not really. Where if you don't pass him the ball enough, he he'll just stop as well. Yeah, I wish he would have stayed in Golden State. I wish he just would have stayed there and just just made a dynasty there and we just uh, that that would that I, I i wanted him to stay there so do you think the reason he ended up leaving was because people were basically calling him a a bandwagoner like uh they were making fun of him that he had to join to win or whatever do you think that's why he left i think i think it's part of it i also think he realized it was curry's team and I think for this generation of players, um, well, not this generation, certain guys care about that more than others. Like Dwayne Wade didn't really care about that with LeBron because Dwayne Wade knew it's his team, but it's my city. Ooh, I love, I, I and, love the way that you put it. Right, and right I think there. Curry yeah. was more... Curry's, uh, he's so selfless, but just, he grew up there. His, he, he, he became a superstar there. So I think it, he thought he was going to go there, win the title, and everybody was going to be like, oh, Kevin Durant, you're the best ever. And he won. It was like, all right, yeah, cool, dude. You were supposed to win. LeBron is still better than you. And I think that kind of stuff, like, Irked at him, and I think he was just never able to get over the. It's my team over. Where I think Curry would have gladly been like, "Yeah, it's your team. Go for it." And Curry played like that. Curry was like, "Dude, you take all the shots. You take all everything." I just, I wish he just somebody would just sat him down and 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 just talk to him and allow him to see what, what he's kind of like Shaq and Kobe. I wish somebody would have sat them down and just make them understand how special their situation is that regardless of how Durant got to golden state and regardless of how anybody felt, how he got there, it, it's, it, it was so beautiful to watch and you'll never get that opportunity ever again. And yeah, I, I just wish he would have stayed and now he's in a, I don't think it's going to work. I think it's just they play too much alike, all three of these guys. When made the Nets kind of special this year was their their depth, and now they have none. And I just I don't know who you play in crunch time. You, you can't play Joe Harris and Kyrie Irving and James Harden and Kevin Durant. Who's going to guard anybody besides Durant? It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. I heard, to your point, if they get matched up with the Bucks. 
the like who who the hell's gonna guard Giannis? <laughs> exactly. Who the hell's gonna guard Giannis? Harden and Kyrie can't. And then you're gonna ask KD on a, on a, off a torn Achilles to guard Giannis for 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 44 minutes a game? No. Mm-hmm. No. DeAndre Jordan is like, you know, I don't, I don't, he's not the same anymore. He's, he's pretty old and you really can't defend anymore. Yeah. If, if they, if they play Milwaukee, then they're toast, dude. Yeah. I, I just, what's his name uh, on Twitter? Uh, Worldwide Wob, he, he said, uh, um, DeAndre Jordan is my, must must be the best friend ever, or something like that. And just made, made oh, because he up. gets <laughs> he, he keeps getting included in in all this stuff, and like he just uh, he's just the homie that everybody like wants you know to bring along, and he's not even that good. Um, yeah, they got rid of Jared Jared Allen, which I thought he's better oh. he's better than DeAndre. I just I don't understand what. Well, like that's not even, in my opinion, like that's not a a a surprising statement. Like, of of course he's better than DeAndre. Mm -hmm. I think Jared Allen right now, if I'm not mistaken, he ended up in Cleveland. Yes. Um, I think I I think that he's better than Andre Drummond right now. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So like. I don't know. You know, it's unfortunate for the Nets that that was the cost of getting. Harden, I know Harden's a you know perennial MVP, but like now they now they just have to you know rely on DeAndre Jordan, and I know you can't have it all. You can't have Harden and you know keep Jared Allen, but they lost a good one and Jared Allen. To your point, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I, I don't I I wonder if he'll get bought out because I don't know. Cleveland has like eight centers. They have. They have McGee, they have Drummond, they have Jared Allen, they have Larry Nance, who who who's a big as well. They have um, Kevin Love, who's injured. They have all these. Uh, they must be making a trade or buying one of them out. I would I would assume. Um, my uh, what I've been hearing is that Drummond will most likely get dealt at the at, at the deadline. Uh, there's no way that they buy out Jared Allen. He's super young and he's super yeah. talented. Uh, and then Kevin Love, like p- people were talking about him getting traded in the off season before the season started. Um, uh, you know, he might get dealt too, but I, you know, and then Javel barely makes anything, but you want to keep Jared Allen for sure. Um, uh, the winners of this trade are the, to me were the Pacers. Yes. Yes, for the Pacers, dude. They uh, they got out of you know a disgruntled Victor Oladipo's expiring contract, expiring, mm-hmm. and they got a cheap, cheap. When I mean like his contract, electric guard in Karis LeVert, and they got a second round pick. Yeah, and he and he's gonna play well with Brogdon and and Sabonis, who are the the two leaders of that team now. Yeah, yeah, uh, Sabonis and uh, Brogdon has been in, in, amazing this year there so far, so far. Yeah, um, but uh, you knew, you knew that. 
Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, was not not going to uh, satisfy uh, Daryl Morey in Philadelphia. Well, Daryl Morey, he, he apparently he had made his. Uh, I think Mark Stein had said that he had made his uh, the his first round pick untouchable. Whatever the guy's name is, uh, um, Maxi. Maxi. Maxi was untouchable. Which was weird. I mean, he's good. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to laugh at that. I, I don't know about untouchable, but he's really good. Really, really good. But to not get James Harden? Yeah, that, I, that's As much as more, he says he loves James. I think it was one of those he 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 did enough just to like, I am trying to get James Harden out. It just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. But don't forget that Ben Simmons was part of that. And I know that with the Nets, the heart the the, uh, the Rockets got four first round picks and three pick swaps, mm-hmm. four first rounders and three picks. But Ben Simmons, who is 24 years old is what you hope one of those first round picks becomes. You hope you draft the Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, yeah, you can tell me that, oh, it's because Maury put so-and-so off limits. I don't, I don't buy it. I personally think that there's no way that Fertitta was giving Maury what he – because he, he left the Rockets high and dry. And then I think Fertitta was under the – like the understanding that, like, all right, Maury's, Maury's leaving and he's not going to work anywhere else. And yeah, he's going to go start a business or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then immediately he goes to the Sixers, and I don't think he was going to give him Harden. I just, no matter what, I don't think so. So. Oh, man. So we've talked about everything but the games this weekend. So so, so what do we have on deck? Uh, uh, there's four games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have the the... Browns at Chiefs. Mm-hmm. We have the the Bucks. Are they at home? No, they're at New Orleans. Uh, Bucks and New Orleans. We have the Ravens at the Bills. Wow. And uh, the Rams at Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So. Give me uh, what your for sh- what your most for sure bet. Like just a- any outcome of these four games where you think that you're not. There's no chance that you're wrong, and 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 any of these and any of these picks. I think besides Chiefs Browns, because I think that 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 that's cheating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the Browns are able to beat the beat the Chiefs, and it, it might be the year of the Browns, and and yeah, but I think Bucks, the Bucks are going to go out to New Orleans and beat the Saints. That's your most like, like that's your lock, uh, other than other than Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, because I can see the Colts. Weren't that terrible against the Bills? The Bills, if that the 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 bogus play where Josh Allen fumbled, but they didn't call it a fumble. Oh yeah, the Bills didn't. Uh, they looked okay, but 
they I don't know. I, I didn't like the way they looked. So it wouldn't be a surprise if Baltimore goes in there and beats them. The Rams the Rams defense is good enough where they can beat up the Packers. And and one thing we've learned about the Packers is that if you play physical with them, then they get then they just shut down. So it's one of those things that um, it's one of those things that I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams were to beat the Packers where I think the saints are, I think the saints are done. They, they barely beat uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. To, to use like a cheesy, like sports casty like term. I think the Saints are pretenders. Uh, They they have Alvin Kamara. They have Michael Thomas. And they have a functional Drew Brees. Um, But I I, I don't think Brees can step it up when they need a big third and 13. They they, they need it. I, I don't think Brees can make that happen. I think... If they need a crucial third and three, Kamara mm-hmm. can get it. Yeah. If they need a if they need a crucial third and six, Thomas can get it. But if they need anything that has to do with Breeze having to make a play, he has he can't make a play on his feet. He's not yeah. mobile, and he he can't you know he can't throw that far anymore. And um, their defense is either all in, or they just they allow like you know, 42 points. Uh, it's like, there's no in between. There's no, there's no like, okay, you know, we can, we can uh, allow the other team to score, you know, 24 points and then do, you know, they've just been inconsistent like that all year. So I, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. And and they, they use taste. I don't get Taysom Hill. I don't get the fascination with him. I don't get why he plays so much. I don't understand why Sean Payton is, keeps drawing plays for him. He's he's probably my least NFL player because I feel he's the guy that gets shoved down my throat the most. We're like, oh, look, he, he's good. Like him. Uh, <laughs> and maybe it's just a reaction that I just out of spite, I, I just don't like Taysom Hill. And I, eventually that gimmick is, is going to come back to haunt him, which it, it has in the playoffs before, in the past. And now that we're talking about, I guess, personal feelings on Taysom Hill, I kind of agree with you there too because, and it, it kind of bugs me that that week when Sean Payton was going back and forth between Taysom Hill and the they were telling the media, well, I don't know, maybe Jameis, maybe Taysom, I don't know. Mm. It ended up being announced like on Saturday or Friday that it was going to be Taysom, and we were just, you know, collectively, I think Twitter and 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 the, and you know, like NFL Twitter and some analysts were like, "You idiot!" Like. Start, start Jameis, you know, whatever, right? And then that game, Taysom had a good game. He, he threw like a touchdown. He ran for another one. Uh, you know, he didn't throw any interceptions. And then it bothered me that Sean Payton felt justified in, in like, see, see everyone that like, you know, that hated on Taysom Hill. See, like he had a great game and, uh, I just I, I felt that it was it, you know that it was fool's gold that mm. I, I forgot who they played 
I forgot who they played, but Taysom had a good game. You know, he did a lot on his feet. Uh, he threw for one touchdown, and then I can just I felt that that night, Sean Payton drove home like really proud of himself, and I was just like, dude, you made the wrong decision. It worked out, but it was it was a, it was the wrong decision. I think it was who was it the Falcons maybe? It was the Falcons. You're right. It was totally the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Taysom Hill at all. No, I agree, dude. Um, but to to kind of answer my own question, so I I, I asked you for your lock of, mm-hmm. of uh, aside from from the Chiefs game. Uh, I think mine is the Bills, dude. I think they're gonna go in and and beat the Ravens. I mean, they're not. I don't think they're gonna destroy the Ravens, but I think it's. I don't think it's gonna be close. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's convincingly. Yeah. It'll be a convincing win. It'll be very convincing. I uh, I don't think they have an answer for Josh Allen. Now, okay. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, dude, like he, he uh, I think it's obviously Lamar Jackson, but um, the Ravens, I don't think, can stop a quarterback like Josh Allen. I don't think they can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who a quarterback that creates something out of nothing. Um, who has a, a rocket of an arm, uh, who can get the third and 13. And uh, when when the Ravens sit back and play zone, uh, Josh Allen can beat the QB spy uh, on a gain of eight or a gain of nine. And that just, like, it's just, they're going to, uh, I think the Bills are going to have, are going to dominate the time of possession. That's what I think is going to come down to. The Bills are just going to keep drives alive the entire game. Because of Josh Allen. Yeah, I, and and the Ravens are a team that they don't do well when they're behind. So if they got to play from behind, then they completely, then they can't do it. And Lamar Jackson, if you if he has to beat you with his with his arm, then that's it. He's he's cooked. You're right. And you know what? I didn't even think about that. But that 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 I think uh, connects with my point. If if I'm right, and the Bills start, you know, uh, stringing together drives where they have the ball for like 13, uh, not 13, where they have the ball for like eight, you know, eight nine minutes, uh, and the Ravens fall behind, Lamar Jackson's gonna have to throw for some first downs, and uh, he, you know, they, they the Ravens have have done a good job of of hiding that all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, this is very well. Greg Roman, the o, the OC, there was a guy on, who was the OC in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick. That's right. Greg Greg Roman is their is their DC, if I'm not mistaken. No, their offensive coordinator for the Ravens. For the Ravens, uh, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. And it, so, what do you think of Greg Roman? In his time with the 49ers uh, compared to now? It's the same guy. It's the same scheme. I, I watched the Ravens. I'm like, oh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick used to do this. And it was and it was the same thing. The 49ers at the time were were really were, were good if, if they were up. And very rarely will they win um, by, like, a lot. 
barely it was rare but they would win it was almost like a snake they, they would tight everybody down and they would just squeeze everyone to death and so it's the same thing and when Colin Ka- Colin Kaepernick was asked to throw a lot under Harbaugh he, he couldn't do it consistently he could do here and there and he could scramble around but if it was just sit back there we got to get back in this game he he couldn't do it and so it was one of those. Um, it was one of those things that he. The the offense is the same, and I think he's really good. I think he's really good at that. He's really good with running quarterbacks. Um, I think he can only highlight that strength so much, though. Yes. And uh, uh, who who's Lamar going to go? Uh, going to throw to this weekend uh marquise brown and a uh 48 year old des bryant <laughs> you know like that that's that's not gonna cut it man especially if they play from behind that's just not yeah um, and the bills have some uh some tough dudes at, at linebacker and in their secondary um so I think the Bills are going to be able to manage the game on defense and they're just going to overwhelm the Ravens on offense. Um, the Bills have another one of those uh, those niche coaches that you and I were talking about earlier today and Brian Dabble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's creative, dude. He's cre- really creative on, on offense. Um, I'm surprised that he's not getting more... more uh, more talk about you know uh, potentially being um, a head coach but he dude he's done an amazing job with just like the play that he schemes up for josh allen the formations that he does uh so you know the reverses uh he's super creative um uh which is weird because uh i think he's like a he's been in the league for a couple of years and i've talked to some friends and and uh they told me that he's he sucked and, and like a lot, like in previous years, like he, he, his offenses have been really bad. So I don't know, you know, maybe he had, a, he had a re, you know, reincarnation here uh, in Buffalo, but yeah, dude. Yeah. He, he's, uh, I think he, he'll be one of the, the hot assistants next year, along with the Rams DC. Cause that, that guy, everyone's in love with him now. And to your point, is it is it is it him or is it Aaron Donald that creates like every every you know human pressure known to man that you know uh, makes the opposing quarterback hurry up, which causes a bad throw, which causes an interception, and causes the you know I don't know. I guess we could you know we can say this for every you know poor coach they can't even you know get their own credit from us, but. Um, it's you know it's a crapshoot ultimately I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's you could tell though when it's when it's scheme and when it when it isn't. And I think I think one thing with the Rams, their defense is better because under Wade Phillips last year it, it was starting to get very um, very sloppy, and so you you could tell. They are, I mean, having 
Donald Donald helps. Uh, he's 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 the best defensive player in, in football. But this the way the Rams are scheming things are is different than than it is last year. And, and so watching them as much as I do because they're they're in the division, uh, mm-hmm. they they are. They're a different team. It makes me happy that that, that the 49ers went two and zero, and Kyle Shanahan kind of just <laughs> shredded them. But with everybody else, they're great. They're great against everyone else, and so that guy. McVeigh has to like hate losing <laughs> to the 49ers. <laughs> like it, he must not sleep the day after. 49er games like he I could tell even in their post game handshake like he hates shaking Shanahan's hand <laughs> yeah I totally feel you on that yeah that's one of those cool rivalries that they they both grew up together and and Shanahan kind of looks at him as his younger brother and and it's interesting that they both their stories are very similar. They both make it to the Super Bowl. They're this hot shot young coach, and they get beat by the by the veteran established coach. It's 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 interesting. It's funny how that that happens. Do you think that Shanahan has that same type of like rivalry with Pete Carroll? I feel like Shanahan is to Sean McVay to what Pete Carroll is to Shanahan. Like he because. Uh, does Pete Carroll have Shanahan's number? Uh, would you say? I think Seattle, in general, has the Forty ers number right now. Mm. I think it's. I don't know what it is about playing Seattle, and even last year, the two, the Forty ers they just kept tense, and even last year. It, they they were really good against everybody that they were they were executing well and even the 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 two losses against the against the Falcons it was they were just they thought they were going to show up and win and they didn't the Baltimore loss was a tough one it was close on the road the whole thing but against Seattle it's just they get tight and so i think Pete Carroll just has the 49ers number um but I think Shanahan hates to lose against McVeigh and and uh, and uh, and uh, Lafleur. Oh, Matt Lafleur. Yeah. yeah, he hates play. He hates losing against Matt Lafleur, and and his the way he enjoyed the Packers wins last year was different. Though that that win and, and the Rams wins, his reaction is different, and his reaction to the. Packers lost this year was was very dismissive, and he could, they were missing almost everyone. So he he was very dismissive <laughs> of it. <laughs> yeah, they but were missing almost everybody. Yeah. He hates losing against uh, against him. Um, but I don't know because Carol's older. Carol's much older. Um, mm. But they they just have they just have the Forty ers number. It's weird. It's a weird. Uh, because Russell Wilson is like eight and two or eight and three or something like that against the 49ers all time. Which is weird because the 49ers always have, they've always had and still have today a good front seven. And the Seahawks have always had a really bad offensive line. 
mm-hmm. like like and, and protecting Russell Wilson. So uh, now that you say it out loud that Russ is eight and two against the 49ers, I find that really surprising given you know the talent that the 49ers have on their D line and just like the the O line for Seattle are like swing doors, dude. Like Russ Russ just you know runs for his life practically like every game. So that's that's really surprising to hear. Yeah, well, this year when they played, and it was when Seattle was still like they have, they had, a, they were on the track to be historically one of the worst defenses ever. Their first <laughs> game where they looked like the '85 Bears was against the 49ers, and they looked ridiculous. They they were amazing in that game, and you're just like, dude, like really, you, you guys suck against everybody. That like everybody's lighting you guys up. And the 49ers come and you guys just are all all world now. Okay. <laughs> so Dude, as, happens. as a side note to that, you just, ah, oh, it hurt me all over again. That week in fantasy football, I needed a win so bad, <laughs> so bad to get in like the playoff mix. And I was like, oh, dude, Jimmy G, easy. <laughs> Easy. The Seahawks allow like three thousand yards a game. Easy, dude. Easy. I just need a a, a cool eighteen to twenty points from Jimmy G. Yeah. Easy. And he got. I I think Jimmy G. He got hurt. If I'm if I'm mistaken, that game mm-hmm. right. He left the game early. Yeah. He got me like one point three points that day, mm-hmm. dude. I. Out of all thirty qualified starting <laughs> quarterbacks, he was the last guy that I was. I'm never gonna forget that that Jimmy G just like pooped the bed that day against against what you said is a historically bad defense. Oh man, I'm never gonna forget that. Yeah, so it just just I don't know. I don't know what happens that <laughs> Seattle week. I don't know what goes on. I don't know what is said, um, but it is very different. It is a very different uh, mentality. Um, but in terms of like the Rams and the Packers, what do you think are the keys for that? Um, I think to your point and to something that we've kind of touched on a little bit before, uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers does well when he when he's pressured and when he's hit. Um, you see in, in many games that the, that the Packers play, after Aaron Rodgers gets hit, and he falls to the ground, and then he gets up. Even after a sack, he looks mad. He looks very upset that mm. his old line just like, what the hell, guys? Like, like I'm I'm good. Like, protect me so I can win. And that's what the Rams' strength is: is getting pressure on the quarterback. And that's why uh, I I agree with you that there's a there's a pretty good chance that the Rams can win this game if they make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. And uh, my second key to this game is Jalen Ramsey doesn't usually follow guys. Uh, the Rams have been consistent all year and keeping them on one side of the field. And I'm interested to see if this is the first week where they, where they make him shadow someone. Cause J- Jalen Ramsey is not a shadow guy. Right. He's, he just locks down one side of the field. But uh, if, uh, if, if, if he stays on one side of the field, Adams is going to go 12 for one, you know, for 164 with two touchdowns. I, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good, it, um, it's one of the, the few games on this weekend slate that I think may 
50-50, maybe 60-40 to the Packers, but obviously even 40% is a very good chance for the Rams to have to win. Yeah, so, and I think what do you if, think? if the if the ball is if the game comes down to quarterbacks, if if uh, is the Packers defense they're decent, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. If it comes down to quarterbacks, I, I think it, the Packers are going to win it, and I think the key the key is going to be can can the Rams either make create and score a defensive touchdown, or can they? create turnovers where the ball, where they change the, the field where the Rams don't have to travel much in, in, in Lambeau to score. And I think that's going to be the key. If, if the Rams are just going to pressure and not create turnovers, then I think the Packers will, 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 it'll be a game like new Orleans and Chicago where it's close. It's close. But at the end the score will be like 21 to seven or something like that. And so I, the the Rams are going to have to get turnovers, and and score touchdowns early, and the and the Rams offense is going to have to take advantage of that, because that that's how you beat Rodgers. Rodgers, if you just if you if you just hit him, but you don't take the ball away from him, uh, they just linger. And there's been too many of those games against the Vikings, the Bears. Um, He's he's had, he's had a few versus the 49ers where they it just they you let him linger enough and he beats you. And I think that's going to be the, the key to that game. But I think the Packers should win. They're at home. I, but you never know. It's tough. Well, um, to your point, uh, if you get in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Like it's, it's plain and simple. Like, I don't, I don't care if it was, uh, I mean, maybe the only exception is a shootout versus Pat Mahomes, but uh, every non Pat Mahomes quarterback, if you get in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think you're going to win. Um, he's too good. He's too accurate. He's yeah, he's just too good. Um, but to your point about giving the Packers a slight edge, don't forget tonight. I think like it started a couple minutes ago and all day tomorrow it's snowing mm. hardcore hardcore mm, okay. so it's snowing all day today yeah. it's snowing all day tomorrow and i think it's just snow before the game and from what i've heard it there should be no snow during the game but it's it's like dude it's, it's the rams it's you know it's la and yeah. they're gonna go into lambo in 15 degree 19 21 degree weather uh, and I think that gives Green Bay the slight, uh, a slight to a pretty good edge, you know, yeah. playing in playing the cold. Yeah, so. and if Jared Goff is playing with that thumb three weeks out, throwing in the cold where he's probably not going to be able to feel that thumb, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be yeah. a, a tough task. Um, Ravens, Bills, we kind of went over that. I think it, I think we're in line in that, where I think it, the Bills are going to start fast enough for the Ravens, and I think the the Ravens will either either we're going to see a, a Lamar Jackson we've never seen before, where he's going to throw and have an amazing game with his arm, which I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I think we we both. Uh, we're both in line in how that game is going to go. Um, Browns Chiefs is the Cinderella go home this week. 
I'm uh, oh, you're passing, uh, dude. Um, I really like the Browns. I re- and and I can because you know we're on Zoom, so I can you know I can mm-hmm. see you, I can see your yeah. face, I can see it in your face that you like you're cut. Ca- you kind of have that, like you believe in that brown twinkle this year too. Just a little a bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be like, oh, you know, it's Pat Mahomes, like just, you know, canceling the Chiefs for next week. Like uh, nobody thought that they were going to go ahead 28 to nothing against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that. Um, I I don't know what it is after losing Odell Beckham. They're just, they're, they're all on the same page. I don't know what it is, but um, I think they're going to make it interesting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy enough to say that they're going to beat Pat Mahomes, but I I think they're going to make it really interesting. Uh, and I'm I'm most excited for that game to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I and the Browns have the personnel on defense to do what because we we've seen the 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 game plan that works. It's the, it's the, the 49ers in the, in the, in the Super Bowl that 55 minutes of, of that worked. Uh, we saw the chargers do it for most of the game in, in, in I think in their week one, ma- week two matchup or something like that. And we saw the Raiders do it where, where you, where you just keep everything in front of you. You, you try to get to Mahomes and hit him when, when, when you're able to, and that's the key. And I think the the Browns have the personnel to do that. Stefanski should be back for them um, after he had COVID and, and wasn't able to be there on Sunday. And I like the running game. And you could run on the Chiefs. And if Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who's who's, I mean, I don't know if he should come in with a chip on his shoulder. He, it's it's his fault why he's not there anymore. But they have the, everything on that team to keep Mahomes off the field. And at least give themselves a chance. At least. I, I agree. Um, and to add to that, the, the Browns have two game changers in the front seven and in the, their secondary. Mm-hmm. They have Miles Garrett, who can at any point just wreck a drive and mm-hmm. cause a fumble and make Mahomes uncomfortable. Um, and they have Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward is so good, man. So I, I don't know if he can cover Tyreek Hill because I don't think anyone could cover Tyreek Hill when if he just if due to his 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 twitch muscles are so good, like are so good. There's there's no way to react to a move that Tyreek Hill does. But if there, if anyone could keep anyone in front of him, it's Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward uh, can definitely come up big for the Browns this weekend. Mm. Yeah, and one thing about the the Chiefs, uh, just to they, it's one of those teams that like Chris Jones will be MIA the whole game, and then he'll come up with a him and Frank Clark. They will be nowhere to be found. They'll be invisible for most of the game and then they'll, they'll come up with a clutch sack. And so there's that component too. And so it's, it's going to be, can Baker be perfect again? Can he protect the football and make the right decision and not try to do too much? And, and I think this game will be more about, can the Browns give themselves a chance? Cause you can't get, you can't get excited. You got to keep it slow. You got to keep it. You got to keep it moving. 
and, and just give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter and, and not make this a quick drives shootout with Patrick Mahomes because you're, you're you, you don't have enough bullets to, to get into that gunfight. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, uh, the it would it would be kind of cool to see the Browns win because they have the team. It's not like just a bunch of scrubs who who got lucky last week against Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, it it it's interesting. But I think maybe where you and I kind of fall on is if the Browns play a perfect game, they can win. Yes, um, which to me is kind of special because. For example, let's just say like the Chiefs are playing the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, and I know those are like, like you know that's a random pairing. But like, right. if the Bucks played a perfect game against the Chiefs, I don't think they can win. You know, yeah. like yes, yeah, yes. I don't think that that's enough to beat the Chiefs. But if for some reason, if with Chubb, dude, Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Ward, Garrett, um, and just if they play perfect, I think like that's where the little twinkle of hope that I think you and I have is if they play mm-hmm. a perfect game, they can beat the Chiefs. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say that the Chiefs are gonna <laughs> lose. So. <laughs> so. Um so we'll close it out. Buck Saints, Brady trying to get to his millionth conference championship <laughs> game. Uh, Breeze, I think, trying to retire and win a title before he leaves. How do you see this one played out? Um, I think the the uh, the Saints are not going to have enough offensively to beat the uh, the Bucks. Um, I think the Saints' defense are going to step up. This, like the Saints have a talented defense; they're they're talented. They're all or nothing, which means, you know, they can hold hold teams down to 10 points sometimes or, or the complete opposite of that. But the Bucks have so many weapons that they're going to score more than 28 points. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the Saints are just not going to have enough offensive firepower to keep up with the Bucks. Um, they're just not. And then because of that, I think Breeze is going to fo- force it and when you force it, you know, you give other teams opportunities for interceptions and for turnovers when you force it. But they're going to have to to keep up with the Bucks' offense because I think Antonio Brown is, is, is getting it going right at the perfect moment. And I don't care how old he is. I think he's 31 and 32. Antonio Brown, when he's up to speed, uh, there's there's no more than two or, two receivers in the NFL that I would take Antonio Brown when he when he has over Antonio Brown uh, when he has going. So. Yeah, yeah, and the Bucks are finally starting to do stuff that Brady wants to do. And I think in the beginning of the year we saw them run an offense where whether it's Bruce Arians or Brian Leftwich who were trying to impose this this offense on Brady. And and I think it's one of those things where if you bring, bring in Tom Brady, you're bringing him in to run his offense. Um, and I think that they, they're finally doing that at the right time and it's opening everything up and Brady looks, he looks good. And last week against the, the, against Washington, he looked good and, and that game was close, but it looked good. The only thing that makes me nervous about the Bucks is that their defense is is a front runner defense. So 
if they're up, if if it's a if the Bucks are up by seventeen, then the Bucks on defense look like they're flying around and they're doing everything and they look amazing. But if it's 21-21 and they need a crucial crucial stop, they just can't do it. And, and that's what makes me nervous about this game. That I trust the Saints defense to to make a play more than I trust the Bucks defense to make a play. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll see if they're able to do that. We'll see if the Bucks defensively are able to 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 keep it close if it's that kind of game. But I think I think I I stand with you. I think I think the Bucks are going to be able to score enough where the Saints won't have enough to in the tank to to catch up to them. And I think that's going to be the the story of the game. The Bucks got to the first. It, it's kind of like Lawler's Law, the the Clippers old, <laughs> old, uh, old, uh, old announcer. First yeah. team to a hundred wins, and I think it's going to yeah. be the first team to twenty eight wins. And I think that's going to be one of those, one of those games. Well, to close it out on your point, to where the Bucks defense are front runners. I think that's what's going to happen. I think mm-hmm. the Bucks are going to come up ahead, mm-hmm. like pretty big, at least like in the first two quarters. It's going to be I'm I don't know. Let's just say like twenty-one to seven, and then uh, the Bucks defense is just is is, is going to be invigorated because they have a fourteen, you know, seven fourteen seventeen point lead, and they're not going to look back after that. And it's going to be because the first two quarters are going to be dominated by Brady's offense where the Bucks defense is going to, is, you know, that's going to fuel them and not, not lit up for the rest of the game to your point. Yeah. So. That was Eddie Samora joining me on the pod. So uh, thank you to him. Uh, we'll do this again, definitely next week. And um, so, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. You can follow us at, on Instagram at brutthoughts.podcast and, and on YouTube and, and you can check out our pods anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, so please rate, review, subscribe, uh, spread the word at the end. Uh, Eddie was saying he, he wanted a, he's going to tell his uh, family in Mexico, the whole thing. So, um, spread the word, <laughs> be a friend, spread the word. Uh, we'll, we'll be back with more pods, uh, later on in the week. So, uh, this has been German for the Brute Thoughts Podcast. Drink better. Coffee.